0: This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Mellow Targaryen of Fairy, Mars Angel of Balmung, and Toki Onikawa of Sargentanus. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash Radio.
1: Hello,
2: citizens. It is I, Yotsuu Nayori, and I come before you to make amends for my previous actions. To that end, I intend to become a productive member of society. My first gift is a mass production of my skin cream that I produce personally to attain my perfect complexion. Enjoy!
0: Does daily adventuring leave you high and dry? Want to lay with another but your skin is crusty? Got calluses on your hands, feet, thighs, and groin? Well, worry not your little head, for I have the product for you. Yotsuyu's Baby Soft Facial Cleanse. A daily dose of application of this miracle product will make your skin youthful again in mere weeks. Our unique formula has been perfected over many years and finally works on all races, even the coarse scales of Aura or the millions of tiny dicks filamented skin of Rogodin. No need to shriek, Yotsuyu will leave you sleek. Yotsuyu's Baby Soft Facial Cleanse, produced
3: with real babies. Close off? Juxtapositions. I don't get it. Escalia. Yeah. Holy shit, totally forgot about him. And Mika. Oh my god. Limitbreakradio.com 5,
1: 4, 3, 2, one.
3: Welcome to Limit Break Radio, episode 146. Glad to have you along. Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio, starting at about 4 o'clock. A little late today. Starting at about 4 o'clock here at Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. LimitBreakRadio.com to subscribe to the podcast. Now, for those of you who go to our website regularly, I do want to apologize because we had a bit of a website outage. After hackers. Yes. And after just years of it looking like garbage uh well i mean you can blame it looking like garbage on me but i do want to just
4: trying to fix it
3: i do want to let you guys know that yes we did have an intrusion uh and uh and somebody hacked the limit break radio website someone in a tracksuit yes uh but uh but yeah we we don't we don't know necessarily who's responsible for it i think there's some Suspects that are at large It was Garleans look, look, we know
4: that that Previously, someone have tried to hack Pokemon Go to inspire racial tension We do just fine inspiring racial tension Ourselves, thank you very much
3: That's right, that was goddamn Lolafell Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us today uh, the, By the way The uh, radio.com is uh, Back in operation uh we thank heaven yes uh thank you by the way shout out and thank you to our host dream host who helped us uh weed out all of the uh the the uh, bad code and stuff in there so not, not every site host uh <laughs> gives a shit or yeah no you. it's and, and it's helpful it definitely was helpful because i was in a little uh Deeper than my, you know, like I, I don't know that much about limited expertise. yeah right. Yeah. Like I mean, I've only been running a, a podcast website for you know eleven years now. You'd think I'd learn something well, about the shit.
0: Sure. but that said, our our setup for how we run our podcast website is is pretty uh, turnkey. It's, uh,
3: you're not wrong. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty automated at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, so uh, if you were wondering about the outage, uh, that should be resolved. But the thing is, is that if you're subscribed to the Checkpoint, or I'm sorry, if you're subscribed to the Limit Break Radio podcast, uh, there was no outage for you. It was unaffected because uh, I update those by hand. So, you know. That's that's the nice part about that. Um, Hooray for that! Yeah. So one more reason that you should be subscribed to the Checkpoint Radio or to the, for, to the Limit Break Radio <laughs> podcast. I
2: mean, wow, good I job! Mean, that's twice kind of in a painful, row. Man.
3: Twice it was. It's the fact that it was twice in a row. Uh, that's that's just uh, another reason that you be, should be subscribed to the Limit Break Radio podcast. So uh, you can find out more info over at limitbreakradio.com or just search you know Limit Break Radio on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, whatever you. Subscribe to podcasts on so it's almost like you have to do that uh that speech a lot on checkpoint i kind of do <laughs> don't i you've got
0: like three of them that like i'm like you have to be able to just like rattle that off at a moment's notice
3: it it, it does it sort of gets um you know like is uh, automated it, right.
0: you know it's like, like when you work at, at a retail place and you know
3: how you're supposed to answer the phone
0: eventually it, that's right. just automatic you don't think about it anymore mm-hmm. right uh and- you
2: answer your phone at home that way and what
0: I cannot tell you how many times I have like even years after I stopped lurking or uh, working there. I after up, you've I stopped, stopped lurking. lurking. It's worse because it's laser quest too. after I stopped lurking at the local laser quest. <laughs> uh, but I would literally my phone, my cell phone would go off be like, you know, thank you for calling laser. Quest. Oh God. Hi. Oh yeah. You <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah, or oh, or sad, he sounds that's or, the problem,
3: all you can follow that up with is I mean hi. Have you have you ever done it the other way around though, too, where you're at work and you say something that like Sup bitches? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> never never quite that. But like uh when when I had uh when I had a girlfriend, right? Like yeah. she always like I always had to say I love you. Or because if I, because if I, I, I guess you say I love you, you hang because her to if I work. didn't, because if I didn't, she would assume that I was cheating on her. <laughs> and you stopped loving her. <laughs> she, right, well, no, she just went like, it was always the destiny's child song with her. Like, you better say, I love you every time I talk to you. So it was like, I would, yeah, I'd be at work and you know, I'd be helping a customer and I'd be like, I love you. Bye. Like, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like how do you recover from that like i don't like ah no uh, i love your business no you just don't gotta know. stick to it no i've always wanted you to tell. Stare
4: at them like are you gonna say it back <laughs> am i the only one in this relationship anymore
3: jeez oh uh, i've definitely done that
2: i mean i mean all of us are guilty of like at the movie theater They're like joe you're moving you're like you too oh wait <laughs> no. that's oh, right yeah that's, that's right
3: classic. you have to, you have to stay out here where there's not movies playing
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: You, you get to clean up all of my popcorn and
0: beer farts. I will occasionally uh sell someone a board game and I'll instead of just think
3: about it, I'll say enjoy your game and I'll go, oh you too. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever, you ever want to point at them and laugh And just be like, ha, ha you're an idiot <laughs> the, the, yeah, but, we, but we all do it Because like, so it's just Who does that? Like, no one on earth would do Like, everyone does that And I just feel like I, like I would just want to be the asshole that would be like Ha ha, you fucked that social interaction up Good job, <laughs> dummy Maybe you should just go jump off a bridge
0: I have definitely had the moment where I'm just like Well, I'm not going to get to play it, but, you know Because thanks. I'm Basically, playing. I'm so
2: glad that you are not a teacher. I can only imagine, like, you know how many times my kids call me mommy by accident? I can only (laughs) imagine, like. You just be like, "Ha ha, not your mommy idiot." I'm not your mommy,
3: you stupid <laughs> moron. But that's that's the thing though. I'm only playing the internal monologue that I have with myself in that moment where I'm just walking away going, "God, you're such a fucking idiot." Oh my god. And I would just yes. I don't know what I would do if the person that I did that to just like stopped everything and acknowledged how dumb I'll I just well was. Right? Like, how can you like I don't even I think, know. What, I think it would destroy me psychologically. I think I was
4: like, I love you. And they're like, I mean, you speak to your manager now. Oh,
3: <laughs> Literally, I believe that sexual harassment. Fuck. I
4: haven't ever had
0: someone call me out on it, but I have had someone give me the look like they were calling me out on. it. I ordered Grubhub the work. <laughs> and uh, as he was leaving, he said, enjoy your food. And I said, yep, you too. <laughs> shit, and he just like looked right back. <laughs> and, like, we made eye contact for a moment. <laughs> and there was a look of like. I don't get to eat this. You fucking asshole. <laughs>
4: See, I, I, I do the silent judging all the time. Cause in retail, thanks for stopping in. You too. You motherfucker.
2: But like, like it's it, because we're so conditioned for people to say, have a nice day. And in that case, it's normal. Yeah, it's and you fine. want I, to say you too. Right. So when somebody changes it up, I feel like they're the asshole for baiting you. I just, I, I just, <laughs> I, I,
3: I don't know. I think I'm going to start doing that now. Where every time like something like that happens We're gonna I'm, call him out? Yeah Where I'm just gonna be like you fuck that Simple social situation
0: up you dummy In other news the suicide rate Goes up a tick
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: All because of a Nero Calling people out for their Well he starts question.
2: a trend someone's gonna get on on video It's gonna go viral and then people are gonna start doing it See I'm gonna start doing it and then Donald
3: Trump's gonna start doing it uh, Because that just seems to be the trend Yeah. Ew I know right well, now it's not funny I anymore. I think the president listens to the show. I, I hope so. I feel like he's stealing my president, shtick. Fuck you. He's <laughs> <laughs>
4: stealing your shtick.
3: Like he hasn't been an asshole for years. By the way, if you want to join us in studio, we are on the Sergeant Tannis server in the Glo- goblet goblet. Why do I say Globlet. that? Ever? Oh,
1: you no fucked wrong. that one up.
3: Oh, you dummy. Uh, in the goblet fifth ward plot, number 30, uh, come join us in studio so, um, that we can feel better for having a house than you. So that we, <laughs> oh, I haven't even been playing and I got that one. Damn. Uh, uh, come in and, you know, come in out of the rain, Aorzia. We understand that there's a significant portion of you that just simply, you know, look, you can't afford houses. You weren't able to get plots because you're poor. We understand. We, we have we have an open plot here at Limit Break Radio. It's on the Sergeant Tannis server. We Goblet, you- Fifth Ward, plot number 30. You can come in out of the rain, you poor's, we- and you can come and hang out in an actual good-looking, well-furnished house. No. Whoa, whoa whoa not all of that is accurate uh, did fat finally get
0: around to making it look decent in here no, absolutely. no okay i didn't think so no I'm just, I'm just saying you know we don't use the studio except but once a week you you could hang out here throughout the week if you wanted if you wanted you're yeah. not gonna we, you're kick, kick you out well i mean we might make fun of you, if you start role playing that's right but we're not gonna kick you out
3: yeah well
0: what, give would, you it, a- what would it take for us to kick someone out of our link show no out of our house house?
4: you you can't kick out a specific person can you you can just be like it's closed off now
2: i think you can uh, ban specific
3: people from your house i don't know i I think you i've never really looked into it because that's how little i care yeah
2: didn't we talk about this when that one person was trolling that performance group
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, i thought they added that feature and didn't they? i
2: don't know
3: i
0: didn't think they
2: did i can't remember now
3: i don't know it's almost like it didn't matter that much. Because it, it doesn't. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's it. Anyway, uh, if you're salty about not getting a house, come hang out in ours. Or call in and I'll, let us know why you're also, salty.
4: Also, yeah, definitely call in and let us know why you're salty Oh how yeah. salty you
3: are. That's right. Uh, you can give us a call here on Limit Break Radio. That's Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, limitbreakradio.com, slash discord. Uh, I understand that there are some people who are a little bit butthurt about the fact that they don't have a house. Really? A little bit. That's surprising. You
4: can't have a housing update and not have someone be butthurt. Well,
3: I I, I, I actually, I understand that there are uh, quite a bit more people who are just, who are butthurt about uh, a great and amazing uh, free company like uh, Entropy that has been able to purchase entire awards for themselves because because they're wealthy of their incredible greatness right well because having money makes well, you a good th- person it th- has th- nothing to do with money they're just amazing final fantasy 14 players and impeccable people all around
4: uh, excuse me if i owned like entire neighborhoods in real life i'd be fucking awesome so if you can do it in game as well yeah, yeah makes you fucking awesome
0: i'm just saying that having lots of Gil. Being a great player and being an all-around wonderful person are the exact same thing. Well, and
4: That's I th- they, they, they share correlation for sure.
3: Well, and I think I I I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to uh, to to entropy on Twitter, but you know they've they've been doing an amazing job uh, explaining the situation on how they could come to own an entire ward and, uh, and and exposing that for the problem that it is and not rubbing it in people's fi- oh no wait I take that back they were rubbing people's noses in it and making them feel bad and calling them stupid because of it and
4: oh come on i mean i can sum everything up in three words mad cuz bad <laughs> <laughs>
3: listen i'd love to you tell you that
4: it, bad. if
0: i owned an entire ward that i wouldn't rub it in everyone's face but i absolutely would
3: but i'm just listen i'm just saying if you're that poor then you just you don't have you don't get you don't get to have a voice in the conversation
4: that, okay, that's fair. Like, the people bitching probably don't even have the money to buy houses anyhow.
3: I mean, if we're going to be honest about this and not be sarcastic dickholes, um, yeah, kind of. I, I do agree with the fact that there's a lot of people who seem to be complaining about this who can't afford a house anyway. Yeah. So So maybe you're just complaining to complain. I mean, a lo- that that is, uh, I mean the nature of complaining <laughs> that's the internet i think mm. nature of
4: the internet yeah that's fair
3: kind of sad
0: yeah. sorry i was being like our president <laughs> very sad poors can't
3: afford houses sad oh well anyway uh if you feel some kind of way about that give us a call limit break radio on skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five 515 8715 limit break radio.com discord uh if you're poor please let us know that you're poor so that we can make accurate amount of fun, uh, of, fun of you on the show. <laughs> also
4: accurate so amount we, of funds.
0: Also, anyone who's poor, you will have to pay to come into the house. We're sorry. Yeah.
3: We've decided to charge. <laughs> There's a tax. Yeah, right. Like, you got to buy tickets now. They are income based, yeah. To, to lower your income. uh Well, or no, uh, Ticketmaster is going to be handling all tickets to Limit Break Radio Live. So uh, we know how much you, you get, love online uh, <laughs> online purchasing. Options. That's right. So if you don't have fifty dollars plus a twenty five dollar uh, online processing surcharge fee. processing fee, right? Absolutely, yeah, um, then you're not going to be able to come to Limit Break Radio anymore. Sorry. Just
4: right. here. Just take get a picture of your credit credit card. Send it to me in a private message. I'll get everything taken care of for you.
3: Anyway, (laughs) get good at having money.
4: It's, uh, as the people who are so poor in real life I, we yeah, are so I, poor i mean <laughs> really
3: we are it's true yeah uh anyway so uh yeah uh not just uh, you, you, uh again you can join us uh in studio if you want uh also if you want to support the show limit break radio or patreon.com slash limit break radio um you know for for a show that gets accused of hawking their patreon so goddamn much i feel like i haven't talked about our patreon and like I don't know, six or eight weeks. It's was I here last time? Probably. Well, maybe Been a bit then. Anyway, uh, so uh, the last series of uh, postcards from Eorzea has concluded with your Ascalia, with, Your with postcard. The Ascalia postcard. No, no, with mine. Oh, it's oh, yours, that's right? I, I, the Kala one just went out. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought I thought Escalias uh, was the last one. No. Nope mind was. Apparently not. Anyway, uh, so if you're subscribed at uh, $20 a month over at Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio, you too can get postcards from Aorzia, and I understand that we've got a new series that's getting ready to go.
4: We do. The theme is a summertime fun, and friend of the show, Nariko Star, who is also the one who did the lovely uh, Ascalia. Emote thing that pops up on screen whenever you yeah. donate is the one doing them. I have right.
3: to wonder if we ha- we don't have to change that because of the new Twitch rules because it's sexually suggestive. <laughs>
0: mm. Listen, all it's mm. saying is that if you give us more money, we'll let you see more Boo Oh. Hmm.
3: Mm. Mm.
0: I say we keep it anyway it's pr- To be it
4: fair Might be problematic Actually you know it, it, I think it, we actually Break multiple rules Because when the boobs Explode I think that Counts as gore and Violence
0: <laughs> My tits do explode If you give us enough Money Yeah uh, they do Interestingly
3: if you Want to see that you Should give us a hundred Dollars Alright uh so yeah Patreon.com slash Limit break radio Help support this Show because <laughs> Why would you <laughs>
4: A little more can actually, Nika. Can you say that for us, like convincingly?
2: Well, you, you should support the show because we're all super awesome, amazing, fun people who totally play this game all the time. So you should totally support us. Without Do the it. S- sarcasm, I was like, how about
3: without the stutter at the beginning? There, jeez, or just don't lie, because that's I'm not a lie. Lying. Uh, I knew it was
2: on yesterday. I saw him.
3: Yeah, I was.
2: Uh huh. We play this game.
3: <laughs> well, they you
2: don't, should support don't us if you like want we. to hear more about our times in this game and the fun news that oh comes my out god of it. why don't i believe you at all like this, like this live letter that was full of so much information <laughs> you're
4: educating <laughs> the youth of america
0: <laughs> well i mean just the youth of
3: you know one part can i go back oh, to? I can i go back to doing my job now yeah go to yes
4: your apparently you do do it the best dang it.
3: <sighs> let's check out what's going on in the news this is a limit breaking news update oh.
4: So it seems Square Enix have taken it upon themselves to get into the fanfic business, announcing the Be My Valetion Creative Writing Contest. They're asking you to write a love letter to your favorite NPC from
2: your character's perspective.
4: <gasps> D'aw, it, it. How it. disgusting.
2: Oh, this is adorable. No, Why did I not hear about stop this? Stop
4: it. I'm, yeah. writing,
2: I'm writing with Amaric. It's happening. You think so? Oh, my happening. God. You think this is
4: adorable, huh? Stop Maybe. it. Okay, hold on. I have a contest for our own listeners. Oh God, no. We would like you, those listening now, to uh, go ahead and write a love letter from your character's perspective to Nika. No. Of limit Break Radio. <laughs> and you can send those no,
2: to, to host any host. At not just limit dot
4: Radio.com in graphic enough, detail. <laughs> in, oh, as graphic as you can get.
2: I, no, Imagine I like you, to you have been stalking that? her any
4: since host, the sixth
2: grade. Any host in character.
4: Uh, and uh, we get enough to we'll
3: those on air. Host, host at LimitBreakRadio.com is where you can send those.
1: I'll, I'll
4: host. Um, this,
2: is,
3: that, this is pretty cringy.
4: This what? Is this,
2: the, the yeah, contest the radio, like, Yeah. oh yeah
0: has this been going on the entire time I've been gone no. or is
3: this okay. I mean this is a newer thing but uh, here's the thing though is that it's like like if I was gonna do it though right like if I was if I was thinking about about uh, entering this contest yeah. like I would totally like write a love letter to the guy who killed hearts and farts or <laughs> you know what I mean like I mean, I, an, an ode to a are there different categories
2: like is there a humorous kind of category or like cause that would
3: be kind of funny
0: uh i or well it's called know. be my valentine i would assume romance is the category
3: i uh maybe right, uh super room
4: pants like the uh the important part is that all of the prizes are all of the prizes that the three people who enter these contests have already won twice over anyhow
3: i sort of feel like yeah.
2: you could you could they need to change the present
3: you could probably do uh a pretty good one to garuda and her boobs Oh yeah! Right. <laughs> Absolutely.
4: Oh wait! What about uh Boobs from the uh, the quest line in the Void Arc?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, right.
4: she's a good one. All right.
2: I'll write one to you. Soon. You
0: should write two. You should write one to Yotsu pre mind break and post mind break.
4: <laughs> Spoilers: She breaks her mind after oh. she's
0: had her womb crushed and before.
4: <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, yeah. So, Feel also, uh, if you're one of the many listeners either in California or Germany, you are in for a treat. Square Enix has announced a full concert orchestra in both locations dedicated to the music of Final Fantasy XIV. Yoship Sokin and our favorite vocalist, friend of the show, Susan Calloway, will yeah. all be in attendance. Check out The Lodestone for more information.
1: I want to go.
3: I really do want to go. So bad. I really do want to go. And apparently this is around E3. Ooh. Ooh, I know it right help me It like, helps us I know but I mean like I just how around how E3. can yeah like how can, how can we I figure I out how to stay a couple of the days longer? right
2: after right a couple more days
3: oh, I need a couple more days I know right yeah, I mean a couple more days if we agreed
0: to front the expenses well I mean yeah, maybe
4: because I mean it would just I, me too shut up Nika <laughs> no one cares about you to, I'm the only
3: one
2: that cares about this game, damn it.
3: Shut up. <laughs> Bring me. You don't care. Uh, listen, we all care about the music equally. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, It's not. That's a very rare complaint that we have that the music is terrible.
2: That is very fair. I don't know
3: that we've Storm- ever had that complaint. I don't either. know. Stormblood had some kind of no. weak music in it. I'm not
2: yeah. Is
4: that just from like a personal preference or do you think even like just overall?
3: I think that's a, actually a pretty widely accepted
4: thing. I think thing. it's
2: weaker than Heaven's words, but I don't <sighs> think it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, I
3: think that's pretty accurate. There's there's a couple of zones there's a couple of zones where I'm like uh eh. like I, I I I'm like I actively think that it's bad. Ah, all right. Well, that uh that about wraps up the news for Final Fantasy 14. Yep, nothing else happening Fine. with FF14. Absolutely nothing.
4: Bye. Wrapping it up guys. Show's over. This job
2: really sucks. Well, we, we got... did have a live letter. Oh,
3: we did.
2: That's a thing that happened that literally no one was talking about okay. even on Reddit when I tried really hard to find discussion threads. There were zero. Can you really
4: call it
3: alive?
4: <laughs> it's kind of dead. A dead letter? It's a dead letter. Let's be honest. It's also, what
0: video. you send to hearts and farts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How many people are going to write a dead letter to hearts and farts? Let's see it.
0: Uh, Listen, I don't even play this game. I'll
3: happily write him a letter. <laughs> I got plenty
0: Aww. of things to say to
3: him. That's, can you can you write it as if your relationship was happening in his current decomposed state? No, I'm gonna write about my
0: <laughs> new love that I've found in his absence.
2: Oh.
0: How I've moved on from him. Uh just Make it su- just super like serious to and sad. It's gonna be like a therapy letter, like well, the kinds of letters you're not supposed to send.
4: going <laughs> okay, one of those. A, if you enter this contest, you have to read your entry live on air.
2: Okay. Oh, Nigerian
0: that. Bucket uh, is gonna write a dead letter to this game. Aww. <laughs> so that's a good
4: call.
2: There we go. Yeah, does, I mean, is the game. Co- I mean, P is technically an NPC in this game. We've seen him a couple times in like the anniversary events. So, well, oh he's also God.
4: technically the. I bar. mean, he's the wandering and minstrel. Yeah, but, the wandering minstrel. But the
2: go. character yep. that we've seen in the anniversary events that actually breaks the fourth wall and is called Yoshi P looks a little bit more like him. Yep. So, I mean, he's an NPC. We can write the game to hit the letter to him, right? There I you go.
4: Yes, technically you
2: could. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yoshi, I've had some things to say to you and now you are going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love letter. Uh...
2: But, you know, love, hate... <laughs> Love and hate is a thing. Like y- There's a fine line between love and hate. you
3: got a damn and pretty mouth, but your game, game. <laughs> but your game is suck. But your game is <laughs> suck. Yes, <laughs> that's my entire letter.
4: <laughs> You've got you know a what? damn Just pretty for mouth.
1: Just for that, you should suck.
4: win the scarf of wondrous wit at
3: your <laughs> 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 I like okay. it. Uh, so, I think you should send that.
4: Um... The live letter. They actually they had a big Q and A section. There was like thirty some odd question or forty some odd question. There wasn't honestly. Uh, Nika says there's apparently stuff to talk about in there, but for uh, the, a couple things. Yeah, for the. Eh, for the I can't period, tell you but, how much I've missed these. Not really. However, the info that is pertinent to us is that we finally, finally got some eureka stuff no we didn't stop lying no was, we did stop lying Fairly. it was like
2: one question i wouldn't even call it well but it was it was
4: like 30 minutes worth of like talk in footage that okay in answer to. But,
2: but we're all waiting for the eureka live letter and i don't think that's happening
4: I, I honestly don't think we're gonna get a eureka live letter either i think this is all we get till it comes out this is it
3: sounds like it yeah because i mean so, it's coming out it's coming out at the next you know 0.5 patch well as of now well is it please really? do not oh underestimate
4: boy Wary ability
3: to fuck it up
0: wait I heard in the chat that it's coming out in 5.0 stop it stop
3: uh okay. So uh again, line up your calls, Limit Break Radio eight one zero five one five eight seven one five limitbreakradio.com radio dot slash Discord. We want to hear from you about what you think about the uh plans for the Eureka system. I've heard a lot of uh comparison that this is uh eleven esque. Uh I think that, you know, we're we're gonna offer we'll definitely offer our own opinions on whether or not it lives up to that kind That's of comparison. A yeah, I think so, too. Yep. So we'll see.
4: All right. So uh, let's get right into the top in here. So obviously they, they they say that the Forbidden Land of Eureka is an unexplored, untamed wild where the very elements are constantly in flux. While exploring Eureka and growing in strength, players will have the opportunity to obtain and enhance Eureka gear and weapons. Now, they say that strengthening said gear and weapons isn't required to keep exploring and this is essentially uh, a new zone. I think you still queue up for it, but 145 people can act, can uh, occupy the instance and you can band together with other people. You can form parties, blah, blah, stuff like that. You can also play solo.
3: So- Boy, that sounds a little bit like Diadem.
2: No, but in Diadem, you couldn't like disband and reform a party with random people, right? It was like the people I you party mean- with.
4: Yes, but still, it is an awfully lot like Diadem because everyone's still inhabiting just, you know, the same one area. Um, There's also apparently a three hour limit on the instance.
0: sounds kind of like Dynamis, actually. Oh,
2: all right. Actually, yeah, I
4: guess it would be a little bit more.
2: Yeah, but you couldn't really do Dynamis Skydamus. solo until recently. That wow. said,
0: we did call Diadem Skynimus,
4: so... We did. We did. So it yeah. isn't... Exactly. So, I mean, here's the problem.
3: That, uh, again, uh, but those core functions right there are core functions that were taken right out of... Dynamis. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Diadem. Or, yeah, out of Diadem. Yeah. So now. it's, it's kind of good to depend on what we're doing when we get up you know get up there and get out there right cuz it's it's
0: easy to say that oh we are a large group zoning into a, going into a zone with a time limit oh that's just ddm well that's a lot of events like, that could yeah. be any number of things. Right. So, yeah, it's going to be important to determine what we do once we're inside. Right. Now,
4: did, did you guys watch the the video, or I put in the, the, the chat there, the clip of uh, Yoshi P walking around the Eureka
3: base? I'm actually going to pull this up on stream right I'm now. I'm it right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now,
4: I will say that one of the things that I thought was kind of cool, I'm not necessarily a big fan of who they picked, but that we will see familiar NPCs in Eureka as well, uh, exploring around. Uh, specifically, they name Geralt and Kryl. Which you
2: see both of them in the video too. Yes,
4: yep. And I guess Kryl makes sense if she's an you know, expert on magical elemental yeah, sort and, of things. And
2: Geralt is no surprise—the one who enhances your weapons. Oh, uh, uh, I surprise. know.
4: And I think this is a this is a view that I believe it was a Nero first shared when we found out that Geralt was the one who was helping us with the uh, second relic weapon back in Heaven's Ward. And it's like, did we not finish his dream of like making the best weapon? And now he's coming back again. Like, why not find somebody else or introduce a new character to maybe explore and and, and create you know some more some more
3: mythology behind it? Right? Wasn't that you and Nero? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's the thing, is that, I mean, if, if Geralt is going to be the designated NPC that's going to help us every single time with, you know, upgrading weapons, it just seems, I don't know, like, it but seems a little bit He's the only
2: repetitive. blacksmith in the world.
4: Like, right, it's exactly. There. Yes, there's that, and plus, I feel like if that's something that they're going to do, maybe, because to me, Geralt's kind of like a joke character, like, he's just, he's just the drunk blacksmith that we never really learn a whole lot about, and if you're going to take three
2: in, well he in, has a complicated history with Rowena we do know that much. okay but that's the thing like I, I feel like I'd want them to
4: build them up a, a little bit more and not feel like just the throwaway blacksmith character I, I've never had any affinity for Geralt before like he made he had us make a fucking kettle get the fuck out right
2: hey that kettle is awesome
0: it better be
3: for all the work we did for it.
2: It is. You can get glowing kettle monk weapons. It's
3: yeah, I didn't. So, do that. so okay. So at the end of the video, yeah, we see Carol, we see Kryle but at the end of the uh, at the end of the video, we also see uh them approach a vendor, uh and and you know you're able to buy things again. What's the vendor's name? Well, I I don't I uh, uh something in moonspeak. I don't <laughs> fucking know. But the thing uh, uh, uh the thing is though is that this was one of the things that we had talked about that. That should have been a part, a core part of Diadem was having, you know, more of a. Because, like, in Diadem, you were just sort of dumped into the zone.
2: You didn't have a town like
3: this. Right. There were, I think there were even NPCs somewhere, but we were there like... There was. Like a small, maybe... NPC. There were? I never oh, found no. any. Well, yeah. but... The, and they weren't... I don't think that they were necessary for doing any of the things in Diadem. Maybe if you were a gatherer, they were. I you don't had, know, yeah, though. You had the group of people who sat up on the big rock, and you could trade in your spoils at the
0: end, too. Yeah. Uh, and that... That was the group, yeah, right? No, all that all was, that,
3: that, that yeah, was that in the zone, the zone. Yeah, inside the zone. Okay, it was. Yeah, all the I, stuff you uh, could do
4: with those NPCs—they were also available outside of DDM. So, had you removed that entire rock, you're losing nothing.
3: Right. Well, I, I, I gotta, I gotta wonder if uh, you know, because they, they do say that you know nms are going to be a core part of the system if maybe we're going to see pop items that are going to come out of these shops
2: well the way that is said it though is that you can fight nms the same way you fight fate monsters where everyone can attack and it doesn't matter who attacks first so that to me does not sound like you have to get a pop item or you have to claim it first or anything but remember there were
3: spawn conditions and pop conditions that were a part of diadem so you know, they could very easily do something like that. They could very easily co-opt a system like that um, and still have it so that everyone is able to attack or that it force pops a fate. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So literally a What fate. I
4: took from them saying that was that it's sort of like a, a, a love child between what we come to expect of FF14 and their fates where you can show up at any point. And still get as much credit as anybody else so that there's no butthurt but they're also taking certain cues from 11 such as nm spawning under very specific conditions whether or not that's an actual pop item or you have to kill a certain amount of lizards in x amount of time on wednesday at nighttime.
3: Well, and and also in that video, and I, I just took it down, but also in that video, we saw the elemental wheel yes, that do. is going to be playing a part in uh, in Eureka. So uh, do we want to keep
0: talking about some of these uh, features that they on, talked about? On that video real quick, though, yeah.
3: one thing I do notice,
0: and this may just be because I'm, maybe because I'm thinking of it because of all the comparisons that have been made, that architecture doesn't look distinctly Aorzean to me. It looks
3: more Vanadiel esque um I mean Is everything just like built into the walls and stuff? Uh well it looked it looked like it was something that had been destroyed and sort of re reused. It makes me feel like Tavnazian almost. Um okay, I could see that, but also in the I mean in the same way that Tavnasia was a city that was built, destroyed, and then out of that rubble they had to kind of rebuild. Yeah, rebuild. That was a
2: stronghold of Tethys. Right. It wasn't right. the actual town. Yeah, never the, safe hold. the Right, right, right. Town. Well, not just.
3: I mean, not just that, but it was very much uh, a a settlement that incorporated natural structures into it, and it looked like there was, you know, like a tree or something. There was overgr- There was growth that was uh, uh, over whatever structure was there. Yeah, when I looked at it, I thought like Mora.
0: Kind of Mahura Mara or the building's built into the right, rocks.
4: Yo. OK, of a complaint that I had for this being this forbidden land, untamed wilds, elements constantly in flux. It looked boring.
2: Well, they, I mean, they actually have a later comment in the Q&A said that in the video, it looked very sunny for purposes of showing it to you. However, most of the times that we go there, it will look really really bad because the elements are all no, out of whack even even just like
4: uh, li- like he like a uh, uh, scholar just said it looked like mahara which was just like sand and rock i mean changing the weather isn't necessarily gonna
2: no but think about it bad. though this is a rant like if you look at the building they're literally just like someone cut down a tree and made a building out of the wall like <sighs> yeah, it's I not mean, supposed to be like a big building because this is a place we're just entering we're no, using I, what little resources are there to build
4: get. a town when you look i Based on what I've seen there and based on other locations in Final Fantasy XIV, you know what would have been a great Eureka? The uh, Churning Mists. Uh, the sea of clouds like big fantastic crazy looking things like that not
0: yeah except well, if you do those he- places people will literally scream D at him Well, yeah.
4: at this point now
3: obviously well
2: also we only saw this little stronghold we didn't see what it actually looks like going out and fighting things it, it be- might all look like crazier
3: right well I-, I mean let's let's actually let's get a look at the map here because this is another one of the clips that they had showed off was uh, taking a look at uh, at the map, and you know we do see that yes, there is a de- sort of a designated stronghold, but that there-, there is a lot of open space to go out and adventure in. It is very unlike Diadem that had these broken up islands, um, and this looks like there's a bit more natural level progression. Yeah,
4: yeah and it- of course they did also say that. Uh, this is going to be one of those systems that as we go forward, they will expand upon and add more. Whether or not that means more areas or not, I suppose is...
3: Something Something also I think that's worth noting is that I see three Aetherites on that map.
2: Yeah, three. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And Blue Cloud in the chat is all saying no mounts allowed. Which is interesting. That's right.
2: No, they said you can't yeah. mount up until you finish exploring. Is what it said in the. Q&A. It's probably going to be
3: something that you have to unlock every time you go in there. Yeah, that could yeah, well probably. be. Uh, <laughs> like diadem. <dear death. laughs> they also mentioned Jesus Christ, people. They mentioned too that enemies here
0: will chase you a lot longer than they do in other zones. That is also distinctly eleven yeah. esque
4: yeah. yeah, well, they're trying to add that sense of danger. I mean, I don't, no matter who Which you this game are, doesn't have at all. So. Yes, no matter who you are and, and what you think of how difficult content should or shouldn't be, or how how. Inclusive, it should or shouldn't be. I think that one thing is probably fair amongst most people is that you do want to feel a sense of danger when you. And go I up, want to so. aggro
2: a mob and actually scream, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I was actually <laughs> thinking about that today when I was doing hunts and stuff. There was like the ant lion's underground, but I knew where it was because I could see its name. And and I was like, but it's under, I was like, but thinking back to 11, when you stepped on the ants line underground, you were fucked. And like, I can just run around it. Woo. I don't care. Like, and I was, I was actually thinking that today that I wish that I could just run over that and not realize it's there. Do you remember coming
0: across an area, having to come to a complete stop, wait for a mob to move and then sneak
3: by? <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. doing that. What I do think is really cool, and what I'm looking forward to, and something that I I miss about Final Fantasy XI, is that it does seem, with this map, that there are some very specific areas of the map that are going to be used for boss encounters, right? Pulling a man to here to fight it? Yep, here, I'll I'll even pause on it when it hits at this time. Uh, As you see when they go around, now up here, right... Uh, In the upper left, or as you go uh, farther west on this map, there's this kind of like offshoot circle arena (laughs) over here. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Square Enix. Can you really? (laughs) Can you really not do Come on. Come on. Now, now.
2: Hopefully, but I mean, to be fair, like Dragon's Area was a big circle. Yeah, and every, I, I'm know, just like, saying.
3: Listen, I just hope that this is not the only place that a boss encounter can happen, because then that is really cre- creatively bankrupt. Uh, totally hilarious. creatively bankrupt. That would be absolutely infuriating. I um,
2: if there's no boss there, and it's just like gathering points. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, please let people spend
3: like years there trying to figure out how to pop the boss that now, never spawns. But here's the thing, though, is that um, I d- I do think that it could be. Kind of cool. to I mean, outside of that one circle portion sure. of the map, that you know, having to fight bosses in other areas of the map and having to deal with natural aggro while doing bosses and not, you know, yeah, purposefully timed ads and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: well, you're going to run back to that spot even if you run out of range. Yes,
3: and that own. was that was always, I think, one of the more fun parts about uh Final Fantasy XI. Something that they tried to kind of. Bring back with D M, but in a really dumb way. The return yeah, I mean, of the ad party. party.
2: You, I mean, you would have two full alliances and one alliance would be on the boss, and one alliance would just be killing the ads.
0: That was it. That's like what you'd have to do. 144 yeah. people in the zone should be
3: doable to re- have that as a requirement. You would think, yeah, you would think. Now I have to wonder how often they would want, you know, a hundred plus people working together on something. You think? And that- also,
2: how much can you do solo in here? Really, like.
3: I have no Probably idea. Probably very little,
2: I, mean, I would imagine. Say you can play solo in here.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, there's a difference also between being able to play solo and
3: being able to like do things competently. No, I mean, let's think back to the days of, and I know that people are going to cringe and groan, but let's think back to the days of Abyssia <laughs> and FF11. You could technically do a lot of it solo. It, well, not just that, but before you were going to do Abyssia seriously with a link shell, there was some groundwork that you had to do on your own. There oh, was site yeah. that you had to go get if I'm, I think that was the uh, key the item. Teleport
2: things, right? The, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Get all of the, yeah, get all of the teleport points. Unlock it with your crewer. Now, I could be, I could be wrong here, but maybe going in solo, the point is to get your teleportation points and unlock no, like most of the map. And stuff. Yeah. yeah that could be
2: interesting well
4: i mean the other thing to keep in mind too is because it is square enix and everyone has to be able to progress at their own pace and do things their own way you could yeah go in there just explore yourself and since the nms or the you know these big boss monsters are treated just like they are fates or hunts is essentially what i think they're going to end up
3: being oh you could just wait for someone to call something out and then just run to it and yeah, get your and join a dies or or join a party at the same time. Maybe
0: yeah, that's what I literally means solo is maybe. in you
3: can go by yourself and then just assist people who are already there. Well, fighting. your your attribution is mm-hmm. going to be garbage. It's gonna it's gonna be like uh, going to one of the big like Odin or Behemoth fates and going solo. You're just yeah, you're but not you can always join.
2: To, o- like it says, you can join and disband parties at right. will in here. So you yeah. can honestly wait around and then if anyone needs help, just jump in their party. O M W please I N V.
3: Yeah, but I, I, could, I do, it could end up I, being like a little bit huntish. E- yeah. Exactly, but w- one
4: of the things that I that I'm hoping for is that there is going to be, I think, an inherent benefit in grouping up with people because, uh, in, in uh, Anira, you increased alluded drop to it. Rates. Well, no, not the increased drop rates, but but he alluded to the uh, the elemental wheel that uh, that we saw sort of a little briefly in in that first video that we showed on the stream. But the uh, elemental wheel, I think, I think that's the Magia board in, in, in the Magisite. But essentially, you get to, as you earn elemental experience, you get to allocate them onto this, this elemental board, which has the five elements. And if you put them, you can put them into attack or into defense. So let's say uh, fire, for example. You would do more damage to something that's weak to fire if you have it into your attack. So basically, they're introducing the idea of elemental weaknesses and defenses into Eureka specifically, and Yoshi P said that based on what you're fighting, you're going to want to reallocate those to give yourself an edge. So if you're running around solo, and I don't know if you can change these mid-fight or not, he, he was at a little like apparatus where he was yeah like,
3: we've you know, actually got that point. clip going right now
4: yeah right so if you're out there by yourself and you take aggro from some of these monsters that are going to chase you for a long time you're actually going to be it's, it's going to benefit you to be with other people to where you can either have a range of different elemental strengths and weaknesses or just at least have more than just yourself when it comes to, to fighting some of these things so yeah. i absolutely think that it, it in, in a sense, whether it was intentional or not, encourages you to team up for this.
3: Well, I have to wonder. I have to wonder how much of your progress is going to be carried over from one session to another, because if you're going in and you've got to unlock those eighth rights every time, then the, it really does no good for you to go in solo. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you can go in and unlock the eighth rights in those. Eighth right points stay active, sort of like how we well, talking about Abyssia. It, at that yeah, point. how it did. Yeah, how it did in Abyssia. As long as you have the then crew there to is, expend. Yeah, then there is actually a little bit of function b- b- behind you going in solo. You can and also do, go in and farm your pop items. Solo. True, true. Well, but I think actually that this this actually lends some credence into organizing a group outside and going in with with uh, a plan in place because if it takes organization to pop some of the more complex NMs later down the line that, Mm -hmm. granted, everyone in the zone is going to want to fight. And you're going to want, you're probably, you know, they're probably going to be tough. So you're going to want help fighting them.
4: Um, Um, another point they said too, actually on, on the point of grouping up and not grouping up, the more players you have in your group, it says, uh, the more that XP you earn will actually decrease, but the larger the group, you can get chain bonuses as well. Hmm.
0: Ah, that, well, that's the age old 11 conundrum. Do we fight easier stuff with more people that I can exp chain or do I fight harder stuff with less people for more experience? Well,
3: or ostensibly better
0: loot. Exactly. What is that? where is the the balance point? Right. Hmm. Well, okay, I'll, I'll admit it. There are some 11S qualities to this, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I
3: I will I will say because, that it is You know is, we
2: all just want this game to be 11, right?
3: <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> it's solve a few things. I just wanted it to be better. Here's the thing. I'm kind of encouraged by this. Like I this is
2: <laughs> is that optimism i hear
3: uh a little bit yes i'm actually i'm i'm much more interested in this than i have been uh anything else that Stormblood has well, put. but okay here you
2: go that
4: is fair but what's what's really tough for me even because I, I i i sort of almost feel your optimism then there's a part of me the cynic in me that's like why why even get optimistic about this because when the next patch comes out
2: it's all irrelevant anyway but they're going to keep adding to this, so I don't know. Mm. I'm assuming that you won't be able to do the next part until you get the previous gear. Why right? would you assume that? Because it's, I would assume as eye level goes up, it gets but, harder.
4: But Yoshi-P wants it so that if you took a few months break, you can come and get caught up really quick.
1: I uh. think you'd have to
2: get caught up with Tome and shit, but if you've been keeping up with... Uh, same thing with, like, Pals of the Dead. If you had taken your weapon out and gone down to zero, the second half of it would be really fucking difficult until you built it back up. So I'm assuming that if... Maybe. ...built up a lot of strength and stuff within... Uh, I almost called it the... Within Eureka, then I think you'll it's be just, stronger going forward. It's hard for me to
4: share a Nero's optimism, and, and, and that scares me. The fact that a Nero is optimistic about something, and, and, and I'm not, it's unsettling... But I'm going to remain, I think, cautiously cynical about it.
3: Cautiously cynical. Well, I think that should be a podcast. Well, but I think, like, Chuckles is actually bringing up a good point that, you know, we thought Diadem would get updated, and it did. It got updated to Diadem 2.0, but that wasn't really anything that anyone wanted. It was almost like an overhaul of the system.
2: Right.
4: Right. I think that was something that we enjoyed. Palace of the Dead. That hasn't seen an update yet either. Hang on, hang on. But
2: we. Palace of the Dead got expanded, though. Like, it got more floors, That's, it got more loot and okay. drops and things like All that. Right. And right. I think yeah. that the original concept behind Diadem was supposed to be something like that. Like, they, they add more zones and more explorations, but the thing is that it sucks so about it and everybody hated it that that never
0: happened. Exactly. People actually liked Palace of the Dead, so they're like, oh, cool, we'll expand on this. Diadem was such a flop, they're like, eh, never mind. Right? Now we're
2: going to rehaul it instead of, like, I, I think the actual thing was supposed to be, okay... Two more patches from now, we introduce another zone that's similar to this one, but with harder monsters and higher eye level drops and yada yada. But they never got to that point because it was such a bad system.
3: Well, okay, and, and, I, and I think it was also hamstrung. I mean, diadem specifically, I think it was hamstrung by a bad map design, too, because there was only so much that you could do with it. And I, I mean, granted, I would have loved to see the inside zone that they had designed, but no one I don't think anyone had bothered to explore the the system that deeply you know just i don't know it it was i think it was it it was in total underwhelming um this i think you know they've they've obviously taken a lot more time with it they've taken some elements of diadem that worked or that people didn't at least completely outwardly reject Um, and they've taken some some lessons that they've learned from palace of the dead and applied them here Um, what's really i think what's going to make the biggest amount of difference is getting our hands on it i mean it's a obviously it's a very complex system um and i think my my complaint is that You know why couldn't we Figure out something fun like this To do with the overworld all of these Features are things that Used to be intrinsic about the Overworld experience of MMOs And now it just seems like They've gone and created An entire zone that Plays by different rules and those Rules are more fun and You know like I want what I wonder I wonder how much I'm going to be able To get out of this one event Until it starts to feel like everything anything else where it's like okay let's rinse and repeat. Right, Dynamis was at the end of the day something a little bit different, but it still
0: functioned on the game's core rules. There was just now a time limit, and you can only do it every so often. Uh this you kind of hit the nail on the head. This seems more fun than what the actual game is. Yeah, and that's a problem. Yeah. It's like if Triple Triad was more fun than FF8, <laughs> people would just play Triple Triad. I mean, I mean that's kind
2: of
4: Shut your damn mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, okay. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. Now, as far as the rewards go, the the little that I've read and the little that I've seen, this does pique my curiosity. Uh, There's going to be both gear and weapons. And uh, it mentions that when exploring, you you obtain protean crystals. And this
2: is... no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: this,
4: is, this is what you use to uh, obtain and enhance your gear and weapons, which sure. is obviously through the, the aid
3: of So it's crew. <laughs> yes, that's we get it. It's crew, Nika. Literally. Um,
4: this is kind of a weird statement. It says we're planning to change the play style as we introduce later versions of Eureka. And I know that's kind of difficult for us to obviously comment on being that we don't necessarily know what the play style is, but still, Changing the playstyle as introduced later versions of Eureka. What does that what even does mean? Of that,
3: um, I I think it is a poorly translated way of saying that uh, you know Eureka will change, right? Like, okay, you know the ultimate objective that you're going to be going into Eureka with on this patch. It will not always remain the ultimate objective, and that Ooh. I think that they're going to be adding, hopefully. Hopefully, I say this as, you know, being as optimistic about this event as I can be and hoping that Square Enix has learned from some of their failures in the past. Hopefully, what they're going to be doing is they're going to be adding new things and those new things are going to be where the new gear comes from.
4: So what you're positing is that we might actually see some change in this game since 2.0.
3: Well, what what I don't want and I think what people are concerned about is that we get, uh, you know, we get Eureka. And then next patch, all the Eureka gear gets outclassed, and then in a .5 patch after that, the Eureka gear gets updated to be current, but none of the objectives get updated. Because isn't that one of the things that happened with Diadem? The first go round is that they were like, "Oh, we're gonna bump up the eye level, but we're not gonna change anything that's going on in there." And then they put out Diam two, or am I wrong about that?
4: I don't remember. Yeah, no, no, I think I think that that sounds about right.
3: It's it was something like that. So I think what they're what they should do instead of you know. Uh, having people just repeating the same objectives if they go up there for new rewards, that there should be new objectives that output new rewards. And if they're smart, yeah. they're gonna know that they'll know to do that. If they, it, the other option is is that the gear will remain static. like they won't they won't put in new rewards, but they'll put in new objectives to upgrade your pieces further. That's the other option. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, and it does mention too that the gear that we're going to be able to get is AF three job specific equipment, uh, weapons with special effects and gear that are diable as reward. And, now, this, uh, is is, uh, this is smart.
3: This is smart. This is
2: this is special effects as in glows, or special effects as in like extra traits on top.
4: Glows. I'm. It, oh. I,
3: Close,
2: yeah. I thought they are um, going to be a special. They, uh, yeah,
3: Square Enix has seemed to put the kibosh on the idea that we're going to be getting extra abilities with, with, yes, uh, you know, items or, or armor. I don't think we're yeah. going to ever see that. No,
4: but, uh, they do have pictures of, uh, Red Mage AF3 dyed both blue and yellow, which I feel like the blue is kind of a slap in the face to blue mages, but, uh, it, it does. It, it, it looks cool, actually. <laughs> It's a pretty awesome and that's a
0: big step like I've heard nothing but wow this Gear looks like ass since I left Every patch every new Gear set that comes out people are mad about it
4: yeah, because it's it's the same thing. If it's going to be the same thing, at least have it be something that you know we like and it's cool and giving us another bit of AF is.
3: See, it I hear nice you so. can get the scorpion harness. Uh, uh, we'll get to that yeah. in a second. Yeah, we've got a screenshot there. Um, it, yeah, and and the thing is, I I also keep hearing that is that you know people are complaining about the fact that so much of Stormblood's gear has just been either reskin or diable versions yeah. of gear that's appeared in the past. And and that people are getting very frustrated with it. That's um, that blue red mage gear looks pretty sick.
2: I mean, before though, they've let you dye the artifact armor when we had to like gather all those augmented right. materials and bring them to someone in Mordona. Like, I have diable paladin gear. But, but
3: correct me if I'm wrong. In Heaven's Word, uh, the, the, the there was AF that was just purchasable through tomes, and it was just like, why the fuck am yeah, I bothering? Yes. That absolutely. was bad. That was a mm-hmm. bad. That was a bad, bad was, decision. This the first is set way of, better. This is smart.
0: Yeah, it was the first set of gear after completing story right was the, I, I the so. your first home set effectively yeah. Yeah. yeah it was af and it was worthless almost immediately because you had uh shit like void art come out for one or three one right
2: I mean, that's still how it is right now. Like the, the cool, the current job gear you get upon completing your level 70 quest and it looks really cool, but then you instantly get something from a dungeon, but it's not,
3: not diable though. So I think that these no, are going to so be I the, I wonder jo- if we can yeah.
2: upgrade on that gear. Or if this is a total separate. This seems like
3: diable versions of, of the gear that we got, uh, the at the end. Yes. from the quest. Yes. That
2: little coffer that you had to pop, oh, which, yeah.
3: which I actually, I think that that's really smart because like I, you know. One of the things that we've identified about Final Fantasy XIV and really every Final Fantasy game is the attachment to those defining jobs, right? Yes. Like my my attachment to Dark Knight is obvious. And I mean, you know, like last night, I was I was dicking around with the the glamour uh, uh chest or whatever. A commode it is. thing. Whatever it is. And and you know, I was there were uh you know the like the chaos uh, gear and the abyss gear. I forgot that those looked so cool, and I was I was actually kind of messing around with those in glamour yesterday. And I was like, and I was actually thinking about it, like, man, it would be, like this abyss stuff would be cool if I could dye it. And now we know where it's going to be coming from. This kind of makes me want to go in and try to get get that gear out. Get the glam, yeah. uh, yeah. glamour gear, yeah. Yeah, I mean.
0: The job armor always looks pretty cool, right? Like everyone likes that classic Final Fantasy look. I mean, it's especially one of the because reasons- we
2: always complain that all the tanks, all the casters, all the healers look the same. Exactly, I mean, the job gear is important to feel like your job. Exactly, it's
0: unique. You feel like you're playing, like, like, uh, dragoon. Is that armor is iconic? Oh,
2: the current dragoon gear looks so cool too. The oh, level God. seventy gear. I love- it
0: was the one thing I loved about dragoon in this expansion. Anyway. But yeah no so the this armor is you know the iconic look that everyone kind of wants when you know they pick their job when you when you are sat down at the beginning of the game and you get to look through all your different jobs that you get to play from in your head you have that little 8-bit sprite and that's what you want to be and so it's it's pretty cool when you uh when you when you get an, uh, an option like this and you can finally use that armor diet however you want and keep going and cold ass honky is trying to trigger me in the chat with a calling me a spearman instead. So <laughs> you was really calling me that. a Lancer
4: dude. It's a Lancer, dude. Yeah, yeah. A Lancer I like, the like, I like spearmen. spearman. Um, they also said that they've received various requests to remove role restrictions from certain gear. And uh, that's where they show the scorpion harness. And I think there was also a picture somewhere that I saw of, was it the warrior AF from final fantasy
2: 11?
0: Oh really? Uh, I heard about the Strider boots being. Yeah, someone in it.
2: said the Scorpion harness guy is actually wearing the Strider boots too. Is
0: he really? I oh. didn't notice that. If I, you I can mean, zoom
2: out on the picture. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, but just when you look at that, like the Scorpion harness is, is iconic. You immediately know that one when you see it. I didn't notice <laughs> Honestly, the Strider if boots. It
2: wasn't
4: a male makote. I had to just been like, that's an FF11 screenshot. You.
2: Chief. You know, it actually took me a second to realize that too—that it was a fourteen screenshot.
0: Definitely no, there was absolutely it. that moment of like, wow, they upscaled eleven to look great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait
4: um they also this this is actually interesting too the reason they they put down a reasoning here on on why eureka was pushed back and they said that we initially pushed back the release to 4.25 so it can be played once everyone has nearly completed gathering their token gear and defeated the raid so basically they wanted everyone to be on the same playing field i guess when going into eureka and not have anything else to to focus on
0: so they wanted to drop it at a time when no one was focused on how many people do they think are not going to be focused on raiding at all
4: or or maybe this kind of says to me like yeah we wanted to put this out when people were gonna be at the point where they're not doing our content anymore and not playing anymore
0: yeah that i would bu- uh, buy a lot more than that first explanation uh, mm-hmm. i mean yeah it's that point in time where everyone just stops playing because uh, we did the story mode and we don't raid so what's left
2: I think they've convinced themselves it's because they want to be fair to everyone, but we all know that's not the <laughs> real reason.
0: Well, I mean, listen. Admi- of course, they can't come out and say that. They can't say well, like, "Well, no one else will be playing the game right now." So, see,
2: I think that they've actually convinced themselves that that's what they believe. Also, you think, I think so? They're fooling themselves. Yeah.
0: You think they're like they're just fooling themselves? I think point?
2: they're that far gone. I really
0: do. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> From Nika uh, herself.
4: They. They're they delusional. also. Uh, One of the things that I was concerned about was uh, uh, the the NMs that we'd be fighting. They would be like, even the NMs in FF11, which is basically just, all right, let's take a normal monster, blow it up to like three, four times the size, maybe give it a different color, and then give it a cool name, like Bubbly Bernie. Did you guys see the picture? Yeah, the picture is so
2: cool. It looks like a primal.
4: Shit.
0: Let me ask you something, though. As dumb as that was, admittedly, when you saw that giant-ass crab, did your heart almost come out of your chest? Oh, absolutely.
4: It no, scared the shit out of you. We're talking about this... this
2: bird but I think this will thing. do the same thing depending on the spawn conditions. Like, if we're sitting there killing fucking crabs and then all of a sudden this guy pops out at you, the same thing would happen. That's
4: true. Your, your heart would <laughs> stop. Uh, well, I mean, this looks way cooler than even a lot of the hunts. I mean, they've started to put oh, in yeah. some some decent hunt models now, but in in most cases, it's, it's still... It's still the same thing. It's just, you know, monsters that have been slightly changed. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it should be up on stream now. That thing, that thing might be one of the coolest models that I've seen in yeah, the game the thing so is that far.
2: I'm assuming, but I mean, we don't know much about the lore of how Eureka ties into this game. But I'm assuming that this is not a primal. So this exists. A guy this big exists in another capacity.
4: Do you think that will that that they'll go so far, or that we'll get so lucky as to actually have lore tied into? Uh, we better?
3: Are you kidding? Oh, gee, we have to. I think. Um, here's the thing: is that you know, yes, I do think that this is a great character model. Yeah, that one was awesome. Uh, and and I think that that's sort of what's needed to to set it apart. Like you need, yeah, you because know, that was one of the things that was so. I think disappointing about Diadem was going up and fighting mm, dinosaurs. Monsters just, I was going to say just monsters. Kind
2: yeah. of. No, I thought it was kind of cool because we had never seen dinosaurs anywhere else. So then all of a sudden, when a big giant ass a like comes out of nowhere, I think it like, was.
3: But it was only cool. It was kind of cool. It was only cool and how big it was. And then you're just like, oh,
4: yeah. Th- think about it the way that it's interpreted into lore not as a game that we're doing but but people are basically like hey uh Nico famous world adventurer you want to go up into the sky and kill shit
3: and we're talking about Square Enix this is a company that takes normal designs for things and then is like let's make it crazy right like that like you ever see the play arts you oh know stuff gosh. that they do oh so good or or like there's uh there's like some some you know like the mech no, they, design that they do is okay, so Square
2: like Square solution to making things crazy is add more belts and zippers I and, don't spikes. Know. and spikes
3: and spikes lots yeah. of spikes
2: so it felt
3: like oh a brachiosaur great you know like it was it was definitely underwhelming this is ornate complicated is cool. it feels like you're it, I mean it, it feels like you're fighting something that you know it, well it may not be a primal it, it it
2: i'm just hoping there is lore behind it and that it sure. isn't just like okay oh, yeah. hey, here's a special zone go kill all these things and that it's completely separated from the world I'll especially tell- because they said Geralt and Kral are there like you need to find out why familiar npcs are do like what they're doing there like to me that sounds like there's a reason why npcs who are a part of the story would care to be there so like there needs to be a lore tie-in
0: that, I'll tell you one thing that that enemy makes me feel that no enemy in Diadem ever made me feel. Oh, that thing can probably one-shot me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I believe yeah. that thing Fair. can
0: one-shot me. Fair. And I didn't believe that about any of the enemies that I fought in Diadem even
2: once. Uh, this yeah. optimism is scaring me, guys. Mm.
4: Yeah, I'll say. I know. It's almost they like... cautiously w- cynical. It is still Final Fantasy XIV. It's almost like when they
0: finally reveal something that we wanted for a while, we kind of smile a bit at it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> also, you lose XP when you die. So, what are you going to do? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's XP internal to the system. Right, so. Elementary, yeah, Right, XP. but I mean,
2: if you spent so long building it up and then you just lose it in one fell swoop, then, I mean, I hope that you feel that sense of, fuck, I leveled and it took me an hour to get there. Like... That feeling needs to I, be. Passed.
3: I mean, I, I would think that your progress needs to carry over between sessions then. Like, you For don't you start, to feel that? Yeah, like, you don't. I don't think either that, or you're able to save your progress a la Palace of the Dead. Yeah, I, I, because you're right. If everything set, resets back to
0: zero every time you enter, well, losing XP when you're when you die, that's not such a big deal then. What made it a big deal in. Uh, in eleven, not only like again using Dynamis as your example, you can get XP in there, right?
3: So um, you could deal level and you're your whole stuck. entire
2: team just laughs at you and kicks you out of the party and lets you follow along. Yeah.
3: So I mean, I think to your po- <laughs> to your point about enemy difficulty, here we see uh, Yoshi P running through and and aggroing a couple of uh, of mobs, and uh, yeah, I mean they're hitting they're look hitting look cool. they're hitting fairly hard. I mean, they're hitting for fifty three thousand. I mean,
2: see, those are just regular wolf mobs, though. There's nothing special about this. Well, well,
3: I'm, well, I'm, yeah, but, had, like, look at, but look at but look at the damage. Things. But look at the damage that that they're throwing up, though. Yeah, they are hitting him fairly hard, and he can't just run. He's 10 in. Steps. Go, he's in God. Remember, he's in God mode.
2: Uh that's true. Oh, right,
3: right. Yeah, yeah. Look, but, yeah, look, mean, at, look at the numbers. Look, look at, at the different. value. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's only got hard. He's got twenty seven thousand HP, and each time one of these things is hitting him, sixty six thousand. Yeah yeah Ow. wait oh my we actually have
4: a real end game no stop stop no this is, a, this is optimism! it's
2: optimism, optimism.
4: gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna break our hearts and be bad
3: <laughs> <laughs> i mean there that's that's something that we have asked for since at least a heaven's
2: Dangerous. word
3: is we, yeah tr- it, making traveling through the zone meaningful and dangerous yeah make it scary i want to be afraid i also afraid said that, to that, die. that was
2: the coolest part of diadem was like the first 20 minutes where ah. you're on
3: oh. hi it's yoshi here this is payment for the enthusiasm please look <laughs> forward to more bits of very repeat enthusiasm Capital. Oh.
1: thanks thor oh, thank if we repeat our enthusiasm but, but we can the, have more bits
4: i think we're going to be okay into the twitch guidelines cuz uh, that thing of callie shows no skin
0: well, that was only 1500 Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um,
0: $15. But,
2: but, you know, in Diedem, the first 20 minutes, you have to unlock unlock flight, and you actually do have to deal with Algro, and people would actually sack pull and things yeah. like that to let people buy. Like, that was the coolest part, because it, there was actually danger, and then you get flight and nothing matters anymore. Yeah, exactly. Right.
3: The best
0: part of Diedem Rome was the first 20 minutes.
3: Yeah. But, I mean, you know, if they're restricting mount access, it doesn't seem, it seems like, you know, they're probably also going to be restricting flying. There may not even be flying. We don't even know. This there might not be. Sure. They just said you
2: can't mount up until exploration is complete. Is what they right. said. And it might be no flying. Does could, that mean? I this mean, that
3: one, one strikes me as no flying. I wonder if that means that you have to uncover 100 percent of the map. If that's what it means, by exploration well, is complete. I'll that's a lot. Also, keep in
4: mind that that because we have seen them uh, borrow a few concepts from Diadem, and Diadem was. And quote unquote exploration. So if they have some type of objectives built into that, it could be like indeed and we have to do certain objectives before travel can be unlocked.
3: That is also possible. But again, I I wonder if it's, you know, like I've got to wonder if if you do this once, right? Like if you go through the effort of Let's okay, let's 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 play this out hypothetically. Let's say you have to uncover 100% of the map. You got to get that achievement before it unlocks mounting. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's say that you know, if it carries over your progress from one session to another, it may take you two maybe three sessions to unlock the entirety of that map. You know what I mean? Like that if actually seems the case. Like, I really hope that flying isn't allowed because yes. then after
4: you do that, then it just negates everything already. See, I'd actually be okay with like in diadem where every time you came in, you had to fulfill certain types of objectives before you were granted access to either flying or mounting.
3: I don't know, because it seems like, you know, if you do that groundwork. That, you know, and, you know, let's say you're a part of a dedicated link shell that that does this event regularly, right? Mm-hmm. And... You know, you want to lay that groundwork so that every time you come in, you you can go straight to work and you don't have to, you know, waste a whole bunch of, you know, 15, 20 minutes unlocking shit.
4: That That is true. But then it also, dis, you know, discounts the idea that, well, what about new people coming in? They're going to feel left out because no one want to help them uncover the map. And that goes against how Square Enix has been operating recently.
3: But I think if the reasonable expectation under that situation is that all of that material can be done solo.
4: Fair, fair. Right hmm.
3: I think I, I, I think that that's a fair way to balance that.
2: And then, you know, I also w- do feel like, though, there should be some benefit in going in with like a party already established, like a free company. So that way they can help new players. But yeah, again, it just feels numbers. like but it just feels like you can go in and group up with any random people still waiting for content that, you know, they want you to
3: yeah but then then it's like then it's like okay if something pops all the way across the map and i can't fast travel there or i don't have a good method of getting there you know what i mean like then well, I want, it's sort of I wonder, it's remember remember
2: back I in, if two person mounts well it'll let you like mount up someone who can't who doesn't have their own mount? Uh,
3: that's a good question. I, don't because know. I know
2: that that works in like Stormblood because I know that people wanted to get to a hunt like up on top of a thing. They couldn't get there because they didn't have mounts yet. So I just put them on my two person mount and flew them up. Well, maybe, so,
3: like, ma- I, you know what? Actually, Morgan Freeman in the chat uh, brings up a good point. Maybe that's a a reason to have a gatherer class leveled so that you can stealth your way through to the points. Mm
2: hmm. Oh. Unlock
3: the map. Granted,
2: you have to walk when you're stealthed. You can't (laughs) run.
3: Yeah. It would take a while, but. But still. Maybe a way to do it. Yeah. It might be a way to just
2: get past like one mob and then switch back.
3: Yeah. Because you can. I think you can change like you can in an uh, open field situation. Right,
4: right. So long as you're not aggroed or
3: anything like that. Right, exactly. Hmm. I don't know, man. I. I, oh i don't like this feeling the feeling that, that <laughs> you warm should
4: love feeling. it embrace like, it uncertainty see th- that's what you don't like about it it's not the optimism it's the uncertainty right because if, if we knew this was going to be good great yeah be all optimistic and happy about it but you don't want to get your hopes up and then have them dashed again
0: yeah, yeah you've been burned time and time again yeah and eventually you're just like no i don't like being hurt
3: square enix no why you hurt me
0: is your heart okay
3: Listen, I just I don't know if I can fully allow myself to hope that this is going to be really good. Well, no, of course not. You know, I mean, I'm not getting my hopes up for that.
4: I'm see, you should do like I did when I went to see the first Tomb Raider movie expected utter and complete shit. That way, when it is no problem, you're not disappointed. But if it happens to be awesome, it blows your fucking mind. Then you get to be happy.
3: Listen, we want to hear from you. Give us a call. Limit Break Radio on Skype. eight one zero five one five eight seven one five 515 8715 LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord if you want to call in via Discord. Um, we want to know what your thoughts on uh, on on Eureka are going to be. Um, Is it going to be good? Are, okay are, you to hope- hope- yeah, are you hopeful that this could possibly be good? Uh, Morgan Freeman actually brings up another good point. Will it stay good? Well, that is almost always the trick with these events. Yeah. Stay relevant. and. But I mean, again, this has been in this has been in development for so long and has been pushed back so many times. I would hope that, you know, it would be it'd be more fun than queuing for it twice and then feeling like you got the most out of it. And also with the dynamic with the dynamic nature of it. You know, we don't know what the spawn conditions are going to be. We don't know how long it's going to be to, you know, accomplish objectives and things like that. We, You know, it seems like they have put more thought into how this will satisfy people long term than maybe they have in the past. Would you say? and, And though I don't want
4: to give any a lot of credence to things that they've said without showing action. There was that one line that said, as we add more diadem, that the style of play will change and evolve. That's something that I think we've. We've wanted for ff mm-hmm. FF14 overall. Right,
2: but what if we love this current play style so much that the thing they change it into ends up sucking them The stay, I, I, the stay good <laughs> thing is no longer, it doesn't stay good because well, they, yeah,
1: they didn't well, hear
2: the plights of the players. Uh,
3: well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it sounds like to me uh, as a layman that they would probably, it sounds like from that, that they're planning on adding more tiers of, of things to yeah. fight. It does. Sounds ZNM-esque. It, that's that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Because so, they because they had... Uh, clearly, they had planned out the tier progression from Z, for ZNMs from the word go. The, 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 that was already done. Right. But the way that they had put it out in, in the TOAU patch updates, we got the first tier, then we got the second tier, then we got the third tier, and it's like, the, the progression way. made fucking sense. Do you remember... When
0: only the first tier of ZNMs was out and oh, it was worthless because and, there was we, nothing. We we thought asked, That's all it was? Yeah,
3: because we bit and we bitched about the rewards. There was like maybe one reward in the whole thing that was even remotely, remotely enticing. Yeah. And then they came out with the second tier and the second tier rewards. And we went, Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. So this is supposed to be trash tier.
0: And they went, Yeah. Now it makes sense. Here's what I can say about this event. If you should be excited about it, whether it's good or it's bad. They have spent more time on Eureka than I can ever recall them spending on an event, right? Because yeah. this is been longer than Diadem 2 now. Yeah. So if they can't get this right with all that time, at least you know it's hopeless. At least you can be 100% certain.
3: Well, my question, I, I don't know, I, my question to you Escalia, Yeah if they get this right, do you come back?
0: That is a tough question.
3: Yeah. So that's an even harder question, right? It is a very
0: hard question. Like, so, I mean, what is, what does right mean? If it's an acceptable event in the game? No. If it, it would have to be something where I could fundamentally switch my place out to just focus on this because the rest of the game doesn't interest me. Right. The rest of the game has gotten so bad for so long that I don't care
3: anymore. Now, now let's say that you had if if the game if the game's requirement was like okay, listen, you know, there's probably going to be a minimum eye level requirement sure. to go in here, yeah. And it says you know logically that if you want to participate, then you're going to at least have to do the minimum work and get. You know, your tone gear, you're okay. going to have to grind out your tone gear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't have to raid. You don't have to do right. anything special. But if you are logging in and you're doing your dailies and and that's it, that that's pretty much enough in terms of an expectation to, do the event. to participate in the event. Yeah, yeah. Is that enough to keep you
0: engaged or is that asking too much? No. Like- so here's what I would look at that as i would first of all if the event is great right it's fun it's good and that's what i can focus on is like my enjoyment time for this game yeah sure and they say you have to do your tome gear to be able to participate i look at that as the exact same thing as well if you want to go do all these events in 11 you have to spend the time to farm gill and buy sneak pots and vis oil or you know pots oils and <laughs> seems ooh. like a fair trade
4: it's a straight like no, you put in the that, work go the do the to go to the event that's fine. thing to keep in mind is that right now, and, and and I think the reason that Scali got burnt out on, even why I've gotten burnt out, and I don't care about doing my tome grind to get my tome gear, is because the reason for doing that is to have it. There isn't one. It doesn't exactly. equate anything. If I have to do the tome gear to get into and participate in a good Eureka then I have incentive. Then I have a drive yeah. to actually do my Tome gear.
0: If they put an event in this game that is so fun that I consider participation my reward, then they've figured it out finally because that's something they haven't gotten right now in, I don't know, when was 2.0? Ever. Ever. Ever, ever, ever is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, they don't ever, they've never gotten that right. It's always, they've always felt like uh, the, the carrot at the end of the stick is the piece of gear that you get at the end. And that can be true sometimes, but if the events to do it suck and the gear ends up not mattering, well, that doesn't help you very much. I genuinely enjoyed C progression in in 11. I hated Sky, admittedly, but I loved C. I loved Limbus. Those were legitimately fun things to go do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, okay, let's talk about, the, you know, let's talk about uh, the way that gear progression could end up working here. Sure. Because what, what, I, what I would think would be a fair trade-off is that at the end of it, if, if you do all of the stuff and you decide to take the gear from this system and bring it out into the overworld, you quote unquote. Clear Eureka, right? Like you clear Eureka, you bring your items out. I think that you know a fair trade off would be five levels, uh, five eye levels above tome gear and five eye levels below raid gear. Raid gear, right? Yeah. And then and then every time we get an update, it just brings it to that same standard. If That seems worth it. If they set it up, like, listen, I will completely understand if they want to stick
0: to the idea of your raid gear will always be your top tier gear. I'm fine with that. And they say this will be better than Tome gear and worse than raid gear, and we will keep it at that point. Yeah, that is a worthwhile reward. And again, that it's all is preceded by the event being fun right if the event is fun like as like palace of the dead the event itself was fun the reward wasn't always there for it sometimes it was right but not always right uh if the reward had always been there the event being fun will carry it and and even to this day even with the reward not being always there
3: you can always find people to do palace of the dead yeah. or at least you could when i was playing yeah crimson tinted says i365 that does it that does it for me Sure. I mean, if that, if, and then like you
0: say, if the requirements to get in are that you've at least done your tome work for that round. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think it's a fair ask. Uh, Kalo, what about you? Uh,
4: I don't know. Um, it, As soon as you said, the brought the item level thing back up, it killed it for me again, because the thing about the item level is once the next patch comes out, well, then it's it's all irrelevant. Anyhow, why go into Eureka and work for that gear that's Admittedly, better than my Tome Gear. When the next Tome Gear is going to be better than what comes out of Eureka?
0: Well, I guess the question really comes down to then How often will we see updates to Eureka? Yes,
2: are they going to update? It's when, got, I mean, it would have to be as often as new that gear, it would right? Be yeah. When the eye level goes up, so does so. That's every other patch. So does Eureka. That's what, every other patch. What, no, no. What, wait, but, I would like to see what I
4: think an answer to that would be is if this upgradable stuff was exactly that. In order to get the next ones, so when the next Tome Gear comes out, and sure, that Tome is better than the Eureka stuff I have now, but that if I wanted to get the next level of Eureka stuff, I have to have already upgraded the current Eureka stuff and either hand that in or... Or keep upgrading it further. Make it feel like I'm not throwing away what I've invested my time in.
0: Well, that's almost like you know, Palace of the Dead with their with their uh, pajali and yeah. the two weapons they had there. You had to have them already, and then upgrade it from there. Right. And you can make getting the prior stage easier as time goes on. Right.
4: And if you can only work on either one type of armor, one type of weapon at a time, it also gives you a reason to be going back.
3: Right. Well, and, and I think that, you know, you do need to provide reasons to go back and, and have people requeue, And even if they've gotten, you know, their reward out of it to go back after the next update. But here's one of the things that you've got to remember is that, you know, one of our big complaints with Stormblood is that we've now got this uh, patch progression cycle where we get two, uh you know, we get two dungeons and an eye level push. And then the next patch, we get one dungeon right. and we don't get an eye level push. Right. Whereas with Heaven's Word, we were getting an eye level push like almost every, or was it every other? It was. I think it was every other. other, and then the in between was the one where they would push your tome gear up the next uh, ten eye levels. Right, and and I think that the the way that we've got a spread of eye level choices um right now it 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 feels a little bit more appropriate than it did in heaven's word heaven's word seemed like things were getting outmoded so quickly and for and maybe this is just because i'm a little less plugged into stormblood than i was in heaven's word that it seems like i'm tossing shit out a little less frequently than i was in heaven's word
4: you know what i think that actually I'll I'll give you that because I felt like sometimes in Heaven's Ward that if I fell a week or two behind, that before I even completed my tome set, I'm gonna be throwing it out, and oh, see that's now that I, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword because if it's if the time between patches is too long, we complain that there's nothing to do, and if they're too short, we're not getting enough time to do what there is. I feel like a hypocrite now.
3: Well, well it, you should, because you're a fucking idiot, but whatever. But it is, it is a fine line to walk,
0: uh, You and but it's it's the fundamental problem of this system that they've chosen, and it's one that every vertical progression game has to deal with. Right. Your only reward is gear, and because you can't swap it, it's one set of gear. It's one best-in-slot piece. Right. So your, op- your only option there is to either make it look really cool for glamour purposes, like... If they had done it even that way, uh, you know, uh, so you're going to get your tome gear and your raid gear push in the first patch and in the off patch, you get the upgrade for that tome gear and the ability to ca- customize it is in that push is in that patch now you can bridge that gap a little bit easier in between your next
3: uh your next I isn't that push. isn't that sort of what they're what they're doing isn't that kind of the the that's kind of what Eureka would serve to do right well uh, well but I, I mean right now like when you upgrade tone gear it becomes diable it- and yeah yeah so that's pretty close to what it is at the moment and now if you know see the thing is is that if they put in you know gear that comes out of Eureka at 360. Right. I'm not that, uh, you know, like it's it's a question of whether, you know, does this pair of gloves have more critical hit or direct hit on it than this other set? If you put it at 365, it's just definitively better. It, it is definitively better. Yeah. And I, it has to be an
0: actual eye level difference. Yes. I need to be able to walk around and say, like, because I've completed Eureka, which I assume won't be an easy thing to do. Right. Hopefully. Right. Uh, this is my my nice gear, like, right? Check it out. I've got sweet dyed AF three
3: gear, that right? Is pimp. So we get Eureka. Let's say we get the three sixty five gear, right? Next patch we get the next uh, the next and nasty, yeah, right. That that's another small eye level bump, and we get the ability to upgrade the tome gear that just came out in this most recent patch, right. That actually feels like a bit more of a native progression and a natural progression. And that three sixty-five stuff is not automatically outmoded as quickly. Right. It's not dumpstered. Yeah. Like it takes a little bit more effort to upgrade the tone gear. And like to Robbie's point or to, to Kahlo's point, if you do get a couple of weeks behind in your tone grinding, then, you know, that 365 piece does become a lot more attractive.
0: Yeah, and I mean you also again have a, another avenue into rating if you don't want to do, you know, your Tome grind or
3: rab nasty whatever whatever it happens to be you or you can, can do this. or you can outfit yourself faster because you've got you know 365 gear coming out of tones you've got the ability to upgrade it and you've got that 365 gear that's coming out of uh, you know Eureka as right, well right, yeah that can help you fill in some of those holes quicker and how about we don't get randomized stats on it this time that would be nice that would be that was the worst part about i think
4: yeah that
2: was horrible i
4: i would i would assume with the whole or i'm hoping sorry i shouldn't assume but i'm hoping with the whole upgrading thing that there is a certain aspect of we also get to decide what type of stats is going i
2: don't know that's asking for a lot i mean there
4: there was always that point at least in the relic weapon right where you could decide your stats yeah
0: i think that'd be actually a very cool idea for eureka or, or also, if the, if something
3: that you did with the elemental wheel played yeah. into wh- how your uh, gear scaled ah, up. Interesting. See, I, I actually like the idea of being able to um, customize your gear, but through things that you have to earn through the system, you know, the, the, the Eureka system, right. right? Like if there's, you know... All right, we're using Magicite. And and I mean to your point, you know, you can either you you could either use that on your elemental wheel to help in the fights or right. you could apply that to to your armor weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that idea. I think
0: that would be a cool way to go about it. Um you'd get a lot of people who are just like throwing it on their weapon and ignoring like making themselves like actually stronger in the fight, but if you could find a like, like Well, then you're going to lose. Then you're right. then you're,
3: your your party is going to lose what if, a
0: lot, you know, if each of the uh elements is tied to a different stat. There you go. Now yeah. when and you fight someone, you know, I'm pumped up on thunder, but that translates into dexterity. I don't need dexterity, I need right. fire for strength. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I gotta fight a water boss, but I don't need lightning. I don't need dexterity. I gotta <laughs> fight with fire. So now I'm weakened.
3: We want to hear from you. What are your some of your ideas for what could be coming with Eureka. What would you like to see? Give us a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, eight one zero five one five eight seven one five or uh limitbreakradio.com slash discord to give us a call over Discord. Um I think that there's a, I, I, I am more optimistic for this than I ever was for Diadem. Oh Diadem. Yeah. Diadem was such a such a kick in the balls! It really well, was.
0: It was a letdown.
3: It was a it was a letdown well, in every sense of the word.
0: Dm one was a kick in the balls. Dm two was a kick in the balls that you were at least braced for. Yeah, you were ready. Like you're like, all right, do it.
4: And yeah, you know, that's did. probably fair. It's actually interesting too because I don't think or I don't remember with Dm one or two them really showing us much of it before it came out.
0: Uh, almost none of it really yeah i don't i don't remember but the whole thing with the 2 was like they had that overarching theme of like this exploration and like yeah. we want you to be discovering it as it as it comes into existence sure and yes i get that except that only works
3: when what people find isn't a turd <laughs> right well and i think that they they had a real problem by designing the zone in the way that they did, because you had to include flying, and I understand that you know they were really hyped on flying Heavens because the whole Wars. Thing was flying, yeah. right? Yeah. And I get that, I understand that, but there was that there was also that problem where the minute that you introduced flying, aggro ceased to be a problem at all because there's no flying mobs, right? Yeah. So, you know, like I think in that regard, they there is definitely some uh you know some some overlooked problems that they could have avoided in this. I would have liked like because
0: flying is really a good thing, right? Like it, it does make you feel more involved in the world, but you can't do it if you don't put flying enemies in. There has to be dangers to flying. Exactly. Well, it, it because be otherwise it purely- completely
4: negates everything else about the zone. Like like essentially because it is still a game, no matter where you go, you're still playing a game. Right. And when you have flying, the gameplay of any zone is holding W in space.
3: Can I can I just say can I just say that I think the thing that excites me the most about this is that it's not clearly like from you know the the space that Eureka inhabits is not clearly Alamegan or uh, or or Doman. You yeah, know I'm what not I mean? sure where this is. Yeah, I don't know where this Again, takes like place. I say, when and I, I kind of like that. When I looked
0: at the architecture, I'm like, this reminds me of Vanadiel. It to me, it had that kind of. Maybe it's just because well, it's so thrown together. I, I really want.
3: N- I, I, I'm curious s- where on the overmap, oh, on the overworld, this this yeah. is supposed to be.
4: Remember, this is still a theme park MMO, so maybe this is their callback to this FF11. Is, yeah, this
3: is gonna be Vanadiel
0: land.
4: This is their FF11 ride. I'll yeah. tell
0: you what. If it was, I would come back for it. <laughs> Jeez, of I course. hate that I would, but I would. I would have to come back, and just because, like, just like the 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 hope of getting a little extra FF-11
3: lore out of it, I would. Well, I'd no, I, I, think, I think the reason that I bring that up is because, again, you know, as we said with Diadem, they had built in flying as a core part of how you get around on that on that zone. Right. Uh, there's no swimming in this that I see. So. I didn't see any oh, swimming. I would,
2: I would assume yeah. not.
3: Yeah, you're right. No, this, this looks very
0: although, 2.0-esque.
3: Although, what would be cool is if there was maybe a body of water that you could jump into, swim to the bottom of and then it's that's the tunnel to get to another section of the map. That's a cool way of doing That'd swimming. Cuz cool. it's cuz you yeah, you don't you don't immediately think about that. You know like uh, uh in the locks, right? That part uh where they they have you it's like a small body of water, you go down and then it's like this bigger section yeah, yeah. that opens up. Mm-hmm. I would love to see something like that in here, a clever way of using swimming that's not just like oh we're gonna show off swimming now <laughs> yeah that would be cool i mean yeah. and then you get down there and niza lyle's just down there and you're like what whoa <laughs> that's crazy let's go to our phone lines and talk to abel sun reaver of phoenix what's going on abel
1: oh uh, hey um well nothing much i just uh did my leveling cue for the day um yeah, I just wanted to to uh, just say that I've been a long-time listener, and uh, it's good to uh, speak to you. I've been speaking to Juxta a bit, like, 10 years ago I'm or something. sorry. Oh, I'm very sorry for well, that. Yeah. Sorry. We try not oh, to let him talk
3: to people. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Oh, why, why would you be sorry? He's, like, the coolest guy ever. Oh, mm, my God. No, <laughs> no, you don't have to. You, he's not here. You
3: don't have to lie. It's Jux
0: okay. Juxta, is that I'm you? I'm not lying juxtaposition <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I like not juxtaposition right um well I, I really want to speak about like Dytem um and um well, what it seems to be like Eureka is gonna be like Dytem 3.0 um but like I haven't really um Looked into it that much, but I I would I would expect something with more longevity than what we have today, because you know it's like you said, it's patch after patch, and I would really like it to be more of um, well how how would I say like um, well Final Fantasy XI style, like you you have (laughs) gear that that could keep on for for years essentially, right? Your, your defending ring is re- relevant today, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. Ten percent um, damage down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so something like that would uh, would you um, uh, appreciated actually? Like, let, let, let's say um, let's say we would um, much like the uh, the relic gear, we would upgrade it after each patch. Uh huh. Um, so, so we would have longevity that way and have like an event that we could do, um, yeah every patch because i mean uh, every every guy isn't or girl sorry uh isn't gonna be able to to do raids and shit um mm-hmm. sorry for swearing well, by the way
2: uh, what the fuck are you talking them. about
1: yeah
3: you don't have to apologize for swearing. i thought you've <laughs> listened to this program before
1: no so here's here's the thing i have <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm swedish dude i have to be nice i'm like the. the oh it's uh, like
3: built into their dna I oh fair it. enough all right it, so,
1: it, it's like european canadian all right <laughs> to your point caller <laughs> european Canadian. <laughs> About I love that he ring, has enough
2: uh, frame of reference to make that joke. Yeah.
0: Uh, so about defending ring, I think a piece of gear that you could keep forever and just upgrade constantly every patch yeah. would be an awesome idea particularly on the ring where you have to deal with that stupid bullshit of not being able
3: to have two of the same ring. That's a great point. That would be an outstanding addition to this game. That's actually a really, really good point. (laughs)
4: But, guys, when I start playing in 5.0, that means I have to go all the way back and start it from the upgrade (laughs) process back in the beginning. Why? Why do you have to do
3: that? But 11 had a scaling ring, the the Rogers ring. It was, uh, you know. Yeah fucking relevant all the way to the end and you you got that for completing cop which was very difficult and took a really long
0: time and it was and literally rogers ring only within the last you know year has
3: that become irrelevant and and here's the thing is that it's a reward like that that something like savage rating is missing Oh, god! where you're like, oh, that's a long term reward that I can use forever. And you don't have and it doesn't you don't have to put tons of them out there. It can be one piece of gear. It can it it can be a ring.
0: Well, yeah, straight up like they could just do. uh, Okay, there's going to be 12 floors. Guess what? This ring upgrades 12 times. And each time you clear a savage floor, it goes up. There you go. And it will last you the entire expansion. Yeah. Ta-da. Yeah
3: yeah what, uh, why idea. square enix why why is it that a podcast that uh are mostly filled with assholes has to come up with ideas like this <laughs> mostly oh nika yeah i guess you're not an asshole
2: <laughs> thank you uh
3: abel i didn't mean that as a compliment <laughs> okay i know anyway uh abel thanks for the call appreciate hearing from you
1: oh thanks and um yeah Keep listening.
3: (laughs) Do that. No, you
1: keep listening. I will. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's
3: right. All right. Thanks, Abel. We appreciate it. If you want to give us a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, limitbreakradio.com slash discord. would really like to hear from you about your opinions on Eureka. We've waited so long to get any information about this system, and I can't believe that there are more people that are, are chomping at the bit to call in and express their opinions about this, this brand new system. You know what the problem is? What? The problem is
0: that, again, there's some optimism. People call in when they get mad, not when there's optimism. It's true. People are like, ooh, this could be good, but I don't want to go on record saying I think it will be. <laughs> call your shot now. If you think yeah, this is going to be, be good, leave your name.
3: And call your shot now. That's right. So that we can make fun make of you it, if you're wrong. Make it a matter of public record. That's I mean, right. we gotta we gotta do that every fucking week with this show. You could do it once in your life.
4: You yeah, know, they, they don't actually even have to give us their real name. Call and give us a fake name if you're so afraid.
3: Yeah, call and say your juxtap. We'll believe you because we get to make fun of him more. That's right. Uh let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Giga who of Excalibur. What's going on, Giga? Hey, not much. How are you guys doing? Good. What's doing happening? Good. Uh, there was a topic in the chat earlier. I wanted to bring to you guys about the timer and I, like, I don't, I don't know the technical side of it, but you know, this it's twenty eighteen and having, you know, instant server issues to, to needing a, uh, a timer on everything seems kind of pointless. And with Eureka still having a timer, like. This mode, which is supposed to be touted on its exploration and discovery and and farming stuff, and then just to slap a timer on it, even if it is three hours, kind of pulls you out of it. I don't know. It just feels really bad. I think typically
0: when you get things like this, it's them trying to avoid everyone and their mother going in there and AFKing in there. Yeah.
2: Yes. It's 100%. usually... percent. That's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. But I think... I'm hoping that it is what I was hoping Diadem was originally, that there are so many different things to do inside that you have to choose how to use your time wisely. Like, yeah. I do think, you decide I, to farm in think, this area? Do yes. you decide to go after this NM? Or do you decide, you know... Right. So that way you have to figure out what you would like to do each time you go in because or you can't just do it all.
3: And, and and here's the thing. Getting rid of an instance timer means that it has to be a persistent zone. Right. Which means that you have to put other things on a timer. You have to put, you know, when certain things will spawn and when they won't on a world timer right. or a larger timer. And and so I think that, you know, uh, if if Square Enix wanted to add a persistent zone the, An endgame zone into the game That they could do that and, and we would be in support of it And and it wouldn't be the worst thing They've done it before That's what C and Sky were in FF11 Yeah, it right, can be done um, I think that, you know uh, doing the instanced way and doing it with a timer is, I think, serves to Nika's point where you actually have to make decisions about how you're going to be spending your time and you end up uh, disrupting and not completely avoiding, but disrupting things like AFK uh claimers or botters or things yeah. like that and that used to be a very big problem in overworld zones and games like uh, ff11 and think,
0: and think about abyssia you did have a timer in there you were just able to do things to extend that timer infinitely yes. if you yeah. want but you had to put the work into that you had to have your blue or your azure light
3: built up and you had to get the time boxes if you wanted to keep extending yourself right and you yeah. couldn't you couldn't extend your time to a point where you could comfortably afk no you, you at I, most you were always two hours i I want to say it was your absolute right. max right or 90 minutes it might have just been 90 minutes actually so i yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember. remember but um i do think that that's a really good point that you know I, and 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 again to nika's point it avoids congestion you know if you put out a new zone and say oh this is our new end game zone everyone's gonna flock and flood there and you're gonna have dude do you remember how people used to afk up in sky Oh, oh, everywhere. Geez. This is teleporter. also, this also is more in line
4: with the, the, the type of play sessions that square Enix has always encouraged, right? If it's in just a new zone, as Nero said, everything else has to be set on timers. So do you log in and Oh crap, I just missed the one NM that I want. Now I have to wait, what five hours wait again till tomorrow. Right. Whereas when it's a three hour instance, every time you go in, it's been reset. And now you have a chance if that's what you want to try and focus on getting to then go after
0: Right and so I, I do think that this would lend itself nicely to having some sort of cost of entry. I like rather than just you know like oh you can queue up and go in. That's what you re- when you really start to get what Nika was alluding to this element of choice because if if the only choice is like oh what am I going to get this time as opposed to what am I spending my money to try to go get. I think that's where you would actually get a lot more intrigue. I like with, how it costs a going.
2: million guild enter dynamics every time. Right
0: and it, yeah exactly it costs someone a million guild to enter. And they had to make that decision when they entered. Is this a farming run? Is this a uh, AF run? Is or this a, a, run a clear run?
2: Pieces. Yeah,
0: exactly. You had to make that decision. And that the cost of that decision was a million gil. Now, in 14, that might not be such a big deal. But there are things you could put as that cost. What if the cost to enter this zone was 50
3: of your tome? Well, and, and I think Satori brings up a really good point in the chat. Also, so we can do stuff cross-server. That's yeah. I mean you know oh, you want t- you Great wanna, point. yeah you oh. want you want to talk you want to talk about how many problems having cross server access solves you can't have that unless you your game is yeah your game is is sectioned off by instances and and yeah like i i think that that's a very very fair, fair point a fair and valid point you don't want these gigantic end game zones to be empty because if they, if it's server specific then yeah no one's going to be in there go go into sky today
0: tell me how that is right it's empty yeah yeah
3: See, unless your name is wow though that's not an issue
2: yeah but the thing is you know how long sky wasn't empty like that's 10 true years. That, i mean that's fair like,
0: you you know, know, i stayed they, relevant a long time they, sure did, did. they get
3: their money's worth on those design dollars yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. Giga, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Limit break radio on Skype, eight one zero five one five eight seven one five Limit Breakradio.com slash Discord. Do you have some thoughts on Eureka that you want to share? If we have a couple more calls, we'll uh we'll extend the running time of uh, of Limit Break Radio by a little bit, but not by much. By the way, coming up next on the uh, stream on the twitch.tv slash limit break radio, we'll have our weekly re-air of checkpoint radio. Stick around. Because we've got some uh, fun discussions going down on the show today, including a conversation with Dr. Matthew Thompson of the University of Michigan talking about uh, video game music and the uh, incredibly cool... Uh, class that he teaches on video game music At the University of Michigan so, oh, How cool is that? Yeah, it, is, it it's, is And it's a great Like, Nika, if you haven't gotten to hear this one yet It's so good It's a really good conversation That's all coming up this week on uh, Checkpoint Radio Stick around You can uh, catch that right after Limit Break Radio Live here on twitch.tv Slash Limit Break Radio Or visit our Mixcloud, mixcloud.com slash checkpointradio uh on Tuesdays when we upload on demand versions of the show um it's weird i have we have not ended a show with optimism in a long <laughs> no, have to time i think it's something bad
2: to say guys this like, is, What's something what's something bad we could say it, yeah this Fuck is this not this
3: game
0: <laughs> yeah this is not what i was anticipating when i was coming back for a week like i was expecting to kind of pick up where we left off.
4: February fools. of no, it's true.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, this is this is strange. There is a degree of optimism in the room. Even me, like, I'll tell you what. I'm not. They have to prove it to me before I come back. But you better believe I'll be keeping my eye on it. Interesting. That said, uh, when I did uninstall the game, I did. So one day before my uh, sub was set to renew for six more months. Who dodged a bullet on that one. <laughs>
3: That would have sucked. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I do the monthly OD Oh, do you charge? I do
2: this I do the, I do the yeah. six months or whatever. No, I but don't. uh because I'm not going don't. anywhere, let's be real. Um but let's be real. I do <laughs> but I do know that like certain he hasn't even played since the new patch dropped and he's waiting for Eureka to decide if he's gonna play or not. So
0: it is it does feel like a make or break event. It sorta does. It does it? it's like this there is no like even with DM. Two, we'd already heard like a rumbling of Eureka. It was like, oh, this is gonna be the next big thing. Yeah, this one is it. Like, yeah. if Eureka flops, they're not gonna be able to come out and say, check out this event we got coming on the horizon. Everyone's gonna be like, yeah, no, yeah. fuck yeah. you.
2: Yeah, okay.
3: Yeah, exactly. No one's gonna believe you can do it. So this is it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It is definitely make or break time. But uh, listen uh thank you guys for uh, checking out uh, limit break radio for today I want to thank our callers Abel and Giga Uh, it was nice hearing from you guys uh if you want to call in next week I'm sure that we're still gonna be talking about this uh go ahead and add limit break radio on Skype uh, you know put it in your phone eight10 zero five and uh, feel free to join our Discord anytime. Chat along with us. That's LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Uh, so does this, be, this, does this mean you're going to be coming back next week, Gascalia? or no? No? Maybe.
0: Oh. <laughs> I don't know. What are we doing next week? I don't know. Oh. Maybe
3: play some improv games? I have no idea. Possible Surprise. We'll figure it out talk about it on Wednesday at Checkpoint. We'll see, guys. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, because that, that was our plan for today. And then... Uh, well, the weather made... Like, it would have been hard to do improv with two people in studio. Yeah. That would have been tough. Snow Elzebub decided <laughs> to have uh, some. Uh, I will say, something to say about that. If we that. did
0: it next week, we would have Chris, me, Robbie, and you all in studio.
3: And, and no and Nika, and to, Nika to drag oh. down the comedy. Yeah, she hates doing improv anyway.
2: But uh, if anyone's going to be at Katsukon, come say hi. Shut
3: up. I don't think anyone's going to be at Katsukon. Uh
2: Um, I'm sure people will be. I met up with people at MacFest, and I'm sure that the same type of people will be at Katsukon. I'm
3: going to Katsukon. Are you no? Okay. I
2: was gonna say no. You're not. Don't don't lie to me. Anyway, if no, you're gonna be so. out
3: at Katsucon, make sure to uh, poke poke Nika on social media. Let her know please that you're do. gonna be there. Poker metaphor. Yes, please. metaphorically, and uh, let her know that you're gonna be there. <laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah, I think that's gonna be it for uh, Limit Break Radio this week, Scully. It was nice having you back. It was good to be here. Actually, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it.
0: It was more optimism, like you say, than I expected. Right. I expected to come back and be like, oh, gloom
3: and doom. Yeah, it's pretty good. And and it was a little less funeral dirgy this week than it has been <laughs> yeah, I'll in say, previous weeks, i got to say. I see some of the, the Twitter uh,
0: commentary on the show these days, and it's like, ugh. Seems a little depressing Pretty,
3: pretty grim <laughs> A little dark It's been pretty fucking grim To be honest with you And and the thing is Is that You know One of the One of the comments That I had seen At least on Twitter This past week Was like uh, Someone who was Just flat out frustrated Being in the second week Of a patch And being sick of it already no. And they're like I can't Like why does Square Enix Charge for monthly subs They should just charge For weekly subs Because I'm done with it After the first week <laughs> And well, I'm well, like all, Fuck That's a great point We are right there with you. Yeah. And and like you're
0: frustrated at being sick of it a week after the patch? Welcome to us since 3.3.
3: That's exactly what we've been saying. That's exactly what we've been saying is the problem. But I think a system like this is really interesting. Now, the other thing that I hope that Square Enix does, and this is the last thing that I'm going to say about Eureka today, is I hope that with the patch notes, they don't give us step-by-step directions on how to pop each goddamn notorious Girl, monster just no leave it leave us in the dark let us figure it out and and you know what make some of those spawn conditions really ridiculous so it takes us a couple of months to yeah, figure so we rea- spawn something once that have no idea how the fuck we got it and we couldn't get it to appear again yes i want an enemy to pop and be like now how did that happen that we can't even figure it out I well but uh, but i mean like eventually you end up figuring it out eventually
2: uh, but i i would i don't want it to be something where like oh i i know how i spawned that like we have to actually figure it out. Yeah, Le- leave it up to
3: the community. Don't just give us all the answers. I mean, you had it right with with absolute virtue back in the day. Just Did buttoning your lip was- and saying nothing, and you can do that again, and you can pull it off, and it would be uh, pretty advantageous, I think, to this system. Is this enemy just invincible? Yeah, probably. Maybe. Well, that's. <laughs> I don't know. That's not the same thing as saying
0: yes, is it? You should fight him more (laughs) Is this like when uh, What's his face said The best item in Dark Souls Is the pendant What? Maybe I don't know You should
3: get the pendant It's crazy If you tried swimming To the bottom of the lake And uh, trying to You know Put the pendant I don't know If Mm. you get the pendant You can probably beat Absolute Virtue That's a different game Mm. It's crazy Seems wrong I mean just Try and figure it out anyway all right that's gonna do it here for limit break radio i want to thank everyone for tuning in today uh, again i want to thank our callers and of course i want to thank my crew ascalia for uh, returning today as well as uh, nika and Kalo for being here via zoom i'm an hero keep listening Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Kyle Landis, Juxtaposition, Eskalia Rayumasa and Kuki Persona. Final Fantasy XIV and De are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Mary Kennett, Nexian Theta, Hirschfirsch, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by The Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com/slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.